Tanya for the 21st of Menachem Av, but first the story. Rabbi Shol of Rushan, for whatever reason it was, 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 ran from Russia because of some form of, um, false accusations against him, against himself, and he went to Austria for safety. And the Russian government wanting to extradite Rabbi Shol of Rushan requested from the Austrian government that they send this righteous man back to, well, they didn't describe him that way, back to Russia. And so the followers of Yisrael Arushan went to the Austrian government and begged them that that they shouldn't send him back to Russia because the Russian government's going to persecute this rabbi. On the way there, knowing that they're going to need some assistance convincing the Austrian government, they decided to stop off at the Rabbi of Krakow, hoping that he'll write a letter of recommendation, of letter of reference, attesting to the fact that Rabbi Shaul of Ruzhin was a big, was a righteous man and a, and, a, and a saintly man, and so they stopped by Rabbi Doiv Ber Meislish, asking him to write this letter of recommendation before they go to the Austrian government. Now, he, uh, um, this r- Rabbi of Krakow had heard of Rabbi Shaul of Ruzhin, but he did, he didn't know him personally, and so he asked the people. That had come to test, that came to ask for a letter of recommendation. Said, "Tell me a little bit about about Rishalarushan, so I understand who we're dealing with." So they said, "He he's a man of ex- extraordinary self control." So he said, "Well, that that's easier to say, but what what exactly does that mean?" So he said, "Here's an example." He said, "He's never when he eats, he's never put his mouth towards a spoon. He always brings a spoon towards his mouth. He never does it the other way around. That's how much self-control he has, an example. So the crowd, the people that were listening at the time, they weren't, they weren't all impressed. And even the rabbi of Krakow said, it doesn't sound like a big deal. That's something I could do as well. So when it was time for him to, to eat, it was lunchtime, they, he washed his hands and, um, he sat down to eat. Everyone was watching very carefully and he took a spoon of the soup and as the spoon was about to touch his hand, uh, his mouth, he moved forward a little bit. And he saw, look, it's not as easy as it sounds to, to not move at all towards your food, but to make your food move towards you. Everyone, everyone, the family of the rabbi encouraged him to try again. And he said, there's no need to. He already understood the, the quality of someone that, that never moves uh, themselves towards their food. And, he realized that this was a, this was a person of extreme self-control, and he wrote the letter of recommendation for Yisrael of Ruzhin, begging the Austrian government not to send him back to Russia. The Tanya is the seventh letter of the Tanya, and now we're going to be dealing with a really interesting um, lesson that's going to that's going to be talking about the two forms w- with which Hashem creates the world and the control and the the power that Hashem uses to stop this influencing power and, and, and let a healthy amount of energy come into this world. It says in davening how fortunate are we and how good is our portion and how pleasant is our lot. It's also written that Hashem is a, a portion of my cup. Pleasant um, um, lots have fallen into my hand and fallen into me pleasantly. These are all expressions of lots and portions. The question is, what does it mean to have a portion or to be a portion of Hashem or to have Hashem as a portion, etc.? In order for us to understand what it means 
the terms our portion and our lot. So it says Al-Tarab, if you want to understand what it means portion and lot, remember these are letters, and so Al-Tarab is starting off with a, a brand new idea and, and trying to explain it. He says, if you want to understand what this means, first you need to understand what it means, a very famous expression of talking about Unfortunately, um, great negativity that talks about someone that's done something so bad or someone's behavior or his attitude is so bad. He has no part in the God of Israel. What does it mean he has no part in the God of Israel? How can we somehow subdivide God into parts? Isn't God the most purest form of, of oneness? So how do we say that a person doesn't have a part in the portion or has no part of the God of Israel. God has no parts. With God is indivisible. So why do we say someone has no part in within godliness? Somehow assuming that God has division. So to understand this idea, which is written by Yaakov, Yaakov called God the God of Israel. Kel, the God of Israel. Pirush, what does this mean? We call God, the, the, the expression we use to, to talk about God, we call him HaKadosh, the Holy, Baruch Hu, who is blessed. Now, if you look at surface value, what does the God who is blessed mean? Or the Holy One who is blessed. Holy means separate. Baruch means unseparate. God drawing down his energy. When, when, when a person gets a blessing, is drawing down energy from within God. So make up your mind. Is God entirely separate from this world and has no connection to this world? Or is God deeply entrenched and connected to this world? So the author explains. So even though it is true, God is a blessing to this world. God gives influence and fills up the higher worlds and the lower worlds, and God can be found. In this world, in fact, the verse itself says, do I not feel the heavens and the earth? And this literally means godliness. God fills this entire world, even the lowest of the, of the, of the world, and not God's glory, but God himself. So although that, that is true on one side, nonetheless, don't get carried away with this misconception that God only fills the world and that's, you know, that's God's relationship to the world because God isn't some soul, for example, that, that encloses itself inside a body. Which you'd say, well, that's, that's, you know, that's a very good example of godliness. Says Alter, but that's not really what happens. God is entirely removed from this world. Even though, yes, he's within this world, that's not all that's going on. There's also a, a deep sense of removedness from God. When we say that the soul goes in the body, we say that, that that soul somehow, you know, limited to that body and somehow permeates that body and fills that body. Godliness isn't like that in the slanders. Well, it's and because God is so high and so unlimited, where godliness is coming to this world, the world would go boom, the world wouldn't would be able to tolerate it. So what happens? God has his name. But even his name, if God's name were to go into this world, 
God's name would also blow the world to bits. So a radiation from the name of God is what's able to come into this world. Why? Because God is separate. When we call him HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say Kaddish, Kaddish means holy. Holy, by definition, means not just spiritual and wonderful and exalted. Holy means separate. So, to, to how, what a degree is God separate? To such a degree that godliness won't be able to come into this world in a, in a healthy, efficient way, because God is entirely separate from this world. And even his name is separate. And so, a, a radiation from the name of God like coming, not in the name itself, but a radiation from that, is able to come into this world. And this radiation from the name of God comes into the higher worlds and lower worlds, giving them the energy in order for them to be existing. And what happens is, these, um, these this energy still needs to be broken down. It needs to come through many intermediaries along the journey, because even that energy, which is a radiation of the name of God, which is coming from God, that would be too much energy for the world. Many contractions and breaking down. With a chain-like progression, each um, level has a, a cause and effect from the one beneath it. And what happens is, is that even that energy, which is 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 so far removed from the name of God, which is, of course, you know, the, the God himself, removed from God himself, or not removed, but connected to God himself, but not God himself, let's call it. It's so far distant from godliness, nonetheless, that energy still needs to be broken down and needs to be mitigated until it's able to come into this world in a degree that God wants this world to exist the way it is and for godliness not to ebb and flow from every, everywhere and to be a healthy balance. So this world retains its um, degree of revelation to the degree that it does. Tomorrow we'll continue upon this, explaining and understanding this energy of God as it comes down to this world. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya is Moshe ben Tsar, Simchas Vibar Shannon, it's Violet Parrots, Ben Chayyid Varelea, and anyone else who needs to push. Labour have a wonderful and very successful day, and thank you so much for joining.